It's Big Chuck from Elite Eight Showdown. Hey, did you know that the podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network? You can find all of our podcasts over at professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. Also, every month we're going to be giving away any one item to a Patreon backer at the $5 tier or above. Check out patreon.com slash professional casual for more information. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, welcome to the only podcast on planet gut dang earth where you pick anything. And everything to face off an eight-subject bracket elimination tournament. This is Elite Eight Showdown. I am your host and confirmed son of a bitch, Bitch Yak. And I am not only joined by my comrade, my cohort, my co-conspirator, more importantly, my co-host, God damn it, Tim Dango, the Megalomart talking about it, then it go boom, France. <laughs> But I am also joined by very special guests. This I, week. I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah. I have never seen you this happy. Uh, the only other time that I saw your face light up this bright was when we thought Craiger was going to come on before he big league does. Yeah. Um, you're an arguably new baby boy at this point, depending on how this goes. I, I do gush about him a lot. <laughs> you do. He is, of course, the host of the Carton cast and the Watchtower. And the out the standout character, in my humblest of opinions, over on the Lost Omens podcast here on the Professional Casual Network. And the best thing to happen to Tim since Kreger. <laughs> Medium-sized Ben. Ben, welcome to the show, buddy. Yo, man. <laughs> <laughs> Setting that energy perfect Just already. waiting for it. I would have interrupted you so many times, but I needed my first uh my first audio to be me opening this can of uh alamo yes almost style beer i i super appreciate it. it's about the same uh, alcohol con- content from my understanding <laughs> well, well bite your tongue sir i actually had like this elaborate fantasy when i went and got construction paper and like marked this shit up as alamo or something but uh i did not have the time we, uh, or the inclination we are nothing if we are not professionally casual yes here at the i am nothing if not it's very true ben uh let's Chuck, let's get great the, to be here yeah thanks for being on the show medium-sized buddy we've been trying to get me on for a, a little while now yeah, but I believe... we had to wait until an appropriate topic show, uh, reared its ugly head appeared in the tall grass you're absolutely correct uh some would argue at the time of this recording it's been about a year since we tried yeah. uh because we have pretty much at the time of this recording have hit uh one year officially have we yeah, but in April, I think, is when we finally dropped. But we started recording shows and we got in the habit of just recording a month of head. So at this point, when this show drops, we have either already done or are about to do our one year anniversary. That's exciting. Yeah. Happy, happy scam anniversary. Fuck you, Ben. Don't wish us happy, th- good things here at the Professional Casual Network slash Elite Eight Showdown. Yeah. We don't appreciate that. But you know what? I do appreciate medium sized Ben. Uh, let's talk, let's talk about you. Let's talk about who you are as a person. Uh, 
Let's talk. About, How much are we lingering on the medium size bit? Uh, so uh, you are only ever referred to as medium size Ben uh, on I, this I'm, show. I'm aware of that factoid. <laughs> I don't know where it came from so, or if it is substantiated. Uh, for those of you who way. don't know, uh, which is literally everyone except for me and Ben, uh, Ben and I used to go to high school together. Oh, yeah, we were like Freak the Mighty yeah. or Master Blaster. I would, he would carry me on his back. 100% it happened almost regularly. Probably why I had back problems now. Uh, and you were... Well, I was joking because I had forgotten that that actually occurred pretty frequently. It happened a lot more than I... You simsed me around that building a good amount. I very much did. Uh, at one point, I believe we tried to... Uh, like fusion ourselves together in some type of contraption uh, only to uh, get screamed at at school for uh, uh, misbehaving. Yeah. They didn't let us use the paper saw. That's yeah. That's actually very true. I missed. Is a paper saw a thing? Yeah. I'm thinking of one of those like rotating saws at a a paper mill, perhaps Uh, the ones that like really low budget, uh, James Bond death traps hook people up to at like a logging camp yes, sort of yes. thing. The conveyor, so, the logging, the the mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yep. So very specifically, there are two kinds. And of instead of a laser dot that's about to fire into his crotch, it's just some uh, some hillbilly farting with a match in his ass. Same uh, idea. Sounds accurate. Yeah. You know, depending on the technology at the time for those particular James Bond villains, I think that they didn't realize or maybe it was secretly intentional that they were going to make James Bond significantly more dangerous mm-hmm. by cutting his dick and cauterizing it immediately in two. Because then he was going to be James Bond two dicks mm. and he'd be able to. Oh, Alan's brother. Yes. You know who also doesn't have any balls, Tim? That's the people over at iTunes who have iPhones who won't leave us five star reviews. Accurate. Of course, if you leave a five star review and we get 50 of them. We will do the very special bracket. My most embarrassing moments, which well documented, are going to be graphic in nature Mm -hmm. uh, because I've told several already. Yeah, I I think very specifically, if you have listened to this show for any amount of time, Mm -hmm. if you are aware of the things that we will say on this show Mm -hmm. uh, and not take out, Mm -hmm. you have to be curious about the things that he is holding back. Yes. Uh, Let me tell you when I say Topps Grocery Store Cancer Kid story, there is nothing about that that's going to end well. No. And 100 percent. And it is very much a real with witnesses how it happened. But back to our story, Ben, you and I actually went to high school together and you were a small man. I was a very large man. So you were I'm exactly the same weight as I was back then. Yeah, but you're taller I, I, now. It's just I'm just parting it on the side. Oh, that's how you do it. That that's, makes sense. That's my go to yeah. uh, when people ask me if I've lost weight. I always say I'm just that's parting that's it on the, the side. lingering. That's yeah. my favorite lingering joke from Family Guy before they lost their spirit. Yep. Mm. I also say that uh, when I take my pants off. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your dick? I'm yeah. just putting it on the side. <laughs> yeah. It works two oh, out of three man. times. And then I hit the lights off real quick. And then it's, you know, fuck truck, fuck truck to pound town. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For about four and a half minutes. You take a truck? Yeah. You take a fire bus. Uh, clearly I you take a fire bus. Shout out to my exes. Clearly you've never seen him. I need a truck. Um, By the way, I really love the sporadic uh, stream of conscious nature of this show, if I may say. Like, I I usually take such pains in my other shows to make sure that we're, like, on a direct path, that we don't tangent too fucking much. And you guys don't give a shit. You you run screaming off of that clip all Thelma and Louise style. 
And it, I think it's beautiful. You know, I spent a lot of deeply time. Deeply difficult to follow. I spent a lot of time making sure I look good and then I'm clean and then uh -huh. I have hygiene. But you just come in here with your sweatpants and your mustard shirt. You know, good on you. I can't believe, you know, you're just so good at just not giving a fuck about what anyone thinks about you. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> I'm just glad that you you noted my mustard shirt. Was I wore it for a you. Ghost? What just I, happened over there? I just threw that fan and I went directly through that ring light. Oh, did you really? Yeah. I'm really glad you didn't break the expensive equipment that people over at patreon.com slash professional casual have paid for. Head over to patreon.com slash professional casual and of course for as little as one dollar get access to our dope Discord, which we're using right now to talk to Ben. Mm -hmm. You can't do that, but we can. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you pay a dollar. Yeah. talk to me i can't promise i'll listen that's true you uh, very very much he's kept that spirit uh from uh, high school and everything. i'm saving myself for jesus and we <laughs> and we do record in that channel too so yeah. I mean, at any point if you were on the discord you could just pop in there as long as you knew the password which you probably won't guess because start guessing one two three four six Get the algorithms on it. Here's the good recording. thing. As you know, uh, only eight people, now nine, because we found out Ben listens to the show to do research on what we actually do here, listen to our show, and all of them are the Travis Fowler family. So, I, I mean, I think very realistically, this past week, uh, listening to Around the Roundtable, we learned that half of Wreck My Podcast and all of Breaker and Bane yeah, listen true. to our... Uh, but they also are related uh, to the Travis Fowler family. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a cult. Oh, yes. so am I like a, an honorary member now? No. Uh, how does this work? Because now I hate him because he does listen, but he is mm -hmm. technically part of the network. Right. Yeah. I'm going to say we're uh, uh, water, I, water cooler. You hate me enough for me to be a member of your family. Oh, jokes on you. I killed them all. Like they don't even exist anymore. Of course, you uh, know what? I also have to apologize. I'm a survivor. For... Oh, that's fair. <laughs> uh I win either way, man. That's very fair. Ben, you have two mm. you have two shows, and I'll let you plug them at the end, but why don't you talk about them now? Uh you have the Carton cast, which we plug here all the time uh on the show in the uh, in the end where you talk about cartoons but not just talk about them psychoanalyze them to down to their actual molecular level yeah yeah we're working on the quark level it's not yeah. quite there yet uh we like to kind of market ourselves as the eighth grade literature paper of podcasts uh, of cartoon <laughs> podcasts because like we, we go pretty shallow and like don't actually connect any of our points together uh we're just you know we we do review old cartoons yeah. see what we think of them as adults if things have changed mm -hmm. um we make a lot of points yeah i really I would go so far to say as some of them are good i really uh appreciate you can you know uh considering me still the level of an eighth grader because i like your show and think that you guys are sophisticated mm -hmm. yeah that's right it's usually what goes on around here and you're, you're in the ap class now if that makes any difference yeah uh, principal of the homeschool at this point you know it's pretty pretty excited about that let's talk about uh um, inherited that position when the last one died that's very died <laughs> yes uh, and of course let's talk about the watchtower your justice league uh animated series review show which is like the carton cast just a little more niche yeah, it, it was it's kind of the first uh, it's it's the first one that I've done that is just an episode by episode basis mm -hmm. for a cartoon. So I wanted to choose something that I felt really strongly about. And uh, I really love the Justice League mm -hmm. um, animated series from 2001. Um, and it's apparently getting, you know, some 
hype again on HBO Max or whatever. That yeah. that and the Unlimited also came out as well as a bunch of other DC stuff. Um, yeah, I run that with uh, my buddy Gary Lane over at Saturday Morning Rewind. It's a real, it's a real fun time. Uh, we both hate Darkseid a hilarious amount. We just find him so boring. That's actually interesting because uh, much like you uh, here at the Professional Casual Network, we hate anything apparently that's DC, even though, uh, you know, it, it might possibly have Deadpool in it. We don't know. I, I my know. my nemesis has an abiding love of the Flash, and I, I I've yet to understand why. I don't understand his his marketing team doesn't work on me, and I don't understand mm. what the what the appeal is there. I've always said uh, speedsters are the dumbest characters ever, and especially when they're children to mothers that are really overpowered. I think they're the fucking worst. Oh, you mean Speedy Gonzalez? Yes. Okay, yeah, 100%. I remember him. One hundred percent. I do really bit, bit of an, you know culturally appropriative. Yes, I, I would say about him. I do really enjoy that bit from the Justice League cartoon uh-huh. where um, Lex Luthor has swapped bodies with the Lex Flash. Luger, actually. But yes, continue. And uh, <laughs> he runs into the Justice League bathroom ready to re- take off the mask of, of the Flash so we can finally figure out who he is. Mm-hmm. And he takes it off and just says, I I have no idea who this is. <laughs> it's, it's it's why Lex it's why Lex Luger is the best. Without yeah. question. Yeah, without question. Uh Tim, mm-hmm. I hate to do it with a special guest here, but we do have to issue an apology very quick before we get into the main topic. Sorry, we are so sorry. Please accept our apologies. And Kermit. <laughs> it sounds very Kermit. That was me serenading the masses, you piece of shit. That was that was that was me going as hard Just, as I possibly could. To be fair, your same cadence. It's like not pork. easy being green. Try it out. Tell me it doesn't work. <laughs> what? I hate when there's two guests that like each other on this show, and then I like. <laughs> It's just an all-you-can-eat character assassination. We have to apologize to a to a friend of the show. He jumped to the top of the list, um, mainly because it was something that I have done mm. uh, deeply. And uh, as as we know in season two, I am trying to be a better person, despite you inciting rage upon me um, almost weekly at this point. Uh, but this goes out to Bane. Shout out to Big oh. underscore Bane. <clears throat> Follow him on TikTok, where he listens to our show at one and a half times the speed. That's how it's an easy 45 minute listen, apparently. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. Uh, I Bane had divulged some very personal information to me. Uh, I'm so glad you're apologizing for this because yeah. I really wanted to get this out of the way, too. I, I understand. Uh, Bane told me something in confidence uh, that's very... Uh, important to him mm-hmm. uh, that, that identifies him as as the person that he is. Yep. Um, and it very much uh, being told to other people, especially in a public area where things are recorded. Correct. It could be very damning to him, mm-hmm. uh, especially as an aspiring rapper and podcaster. Yes, 100 percent. And I it was not my place to out him about it. Um so Bane, from the bottom of my heart, I do deeply apologize that I told Tim, who then told everybody here on, uh, at Elite Showdown, you fuck turtles. I am I am deeply 
honestly, from the bottom of my heart, sorry. I I have I we don't kink shame here at Elite Eight Show. We don't. If you want to do interspecies erotica, you are more than welcome to mm-hmm. in this world. And if you want to get gang banged by four turtles with ninja masks on, who am I to question your your passions and love? Uh, the body to dick size ratio of turtles too is mm-hmm. is exceptional. Yeah. Um. And Bane, I do also kind of want to piggyback onto that apology because when Chuck told me that, I was unaware that it was something that was told to him in confidence. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would not have made that connection between you and April O'Neil, both liking turtle dicks. One hundred percent. But I will I will say this foolish of you to tell me something in confidence. Ben, you've been my friend probably longest than anyone here. You know better. You know to never tell me anything because I will immediately go tell three people. One hundred to summarize, you're apologizing for Tim being an incorrigible blabbermouth is what I'm getting. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, that's usually that's, how this, apology. that's, that's usually cool. how this show cool, cool. goes. Yep. yep. Cool, cool, cool. Yep, 100 percent. Yeah. But there's a reason. Seems legit. Yeah, 100 percent. There is a reason, though. So, uh, oh, and of course, Julie Bowman, we are sorry. Yes, you are hot. Um, Accurate. Please respond to my messages so we can pay you money to talk to us. I I don't I, I, yeah, I don't know I, how many more times I can click on cameo that I would like a thing from you, but you will not respond to any of my messages. And I don't appreciate that. Um. Let's talk about why we're here this week. Mm -hmm. You have been wanting to bring on medium sized Ben for a very, very long time. Not in those words. I just used Ben. But yes, Uh, he is medium sized Ben till further notice. Until he has another growth spurt and he's regular sized Ben, he will be medium sized Ben. What is the difference between medium and regular? Is this like the difference between medium platform shoes? Oh, I would say I'm also considering purchasing a cape. Hmm. And that would make you milk chocolate, Ben. You would no longer be plain or regular, Ben. I, that would make me the Count. Mm, Count Benjamin. Count, yeah. Count Benjamin. I like, I like that. Yeah, you got to have a regal name for a regal title. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you can't have a regal do you know name how, without do you know, additional R's. Do you know how you become a Count? Yes. No. Trying? No, you don't. No, I don't. No, you just you just have to have. Doesn't Jim Henson have to sponsor you or something? I did get him to pit most of his fist into my anus, but I didn't get any better. I that. told you you didn't have to do that. Right, but like, I've completely I'm not going to turn it down. Completely lost. You can just shake his hand like a normal person. Once again, once COVID. in a lifetime opportunity here. Yeah, it's COVID times. I can't be. You know, purelling my hands all the time. Sometimes you got to throw an ass out there. Sometimes you do have to throw an ass out there. Wiser words have never been said. We are going to be crowning in a two part episode the greatest King of the Hill character of all time. But for us to get there, Tim, we're going to have to start. And Ben, hello. I'm just not used to there being another person here. I usually just have to. I'm also here, yes. Yeah, I usually have to scream at him. We're going to have to crown the most underrated supporting character of King of the Hill. Mm. Uh, let's just get right into it, guys. Okay. Let's 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 try what's, to... What's the format here? How are we doing this? Here's the thing. I am going to pitch and delete this name because it does not exist anymore. Uh, I am going to give you two names. Two people. You two have to try to talk it out. And decide why can't I type? Holy shit. There we go. I think there's a lot of reasons um, that you can't type. Yeah, um, well, it's usually because I try to use just my penis. It's very difficult. You also replaced all the keys with starbursts. Mm-hmm. 
makes my dick sticky. I don't mind. <laughs> I Get that old sticky dick. <laughs> really Bit hope. of a sticky dick it there. Yeah. I really hey, hope Travis, Travis Fowler's kids are not listening anymore. Shout out Gracie May. Yeah, shout out to Gracie May. Uh, our biggest fan. <laughs> our biggest fan who is four years old, I think. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I'm oh, going. By to- the way, Travis Fowler has asked me for a pair of socks with my face on them. That's uh, true. Which uh, endears him probably as one of the closest people uh, in my life. Yeah, uh, completely true. And if uh, shout out to FedEx, if you ever bring me my fucking raise order so I can uh, finally drink some, uh, I will be sending him uh, a raise with some oh, the Bill Bar stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe by the time I actually get that. You'll have the socks. We can just pack it all up and send it in a nice oh, care I'm not, package. No, I'm just going to send it right to them. It'd be stupid to have it sent to me and then pay for shipping again. It means more. You wouldn't have to pay for shipping because I'm going to put it in my bag. All right, that works. Fucking idiot. What are you, new? Yes. It's almost like you would package up a bunch yes, of stuff to ship to the UK for tens of thousands of dollars when you could have done it for 42 cents. Bracket number one. This is how it's going to work, guys. Dollar twenty-five, but. <laughs> not yeah. if you get Octavia to do it. He knows all the routes through international waters. That's accurate. It's completely accurate. I am going to throw out two names. You guys are going to have to decide. If you can't decide, I'll pick. And I've already eliminated four of my favorite characters from this list. So you're not going to enjoy this. Do you want to have a little honorable mentions real quick and and bust Uh, those characters out? No, we'll do it at the end. Okay. We'll do it at the end. Of course. Bracket number one is brought to us by our best sponsor, our longest sponsor, our strongest sponsor, our girthiest sponsor, mm-hmm. BuiltBar.com. Head over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Professional Casual all one word at checkout. Get that 10% off. Stacks with everything mm-hmm. over there. Uh, I had a Built Bar today. I had a cookies and cream one. I have one every day. I had the toffee almond today. I wish it was the cookies and cream one. Mm-hmm. You should have gotten on that shit when you had the chance, buddy. Mm-hmm. And you fucked up. If, uh, if I've never had a Built Bar, uh, should I contribute in this... Uh in this sponsorship in some way. Yeah, Should I pretend I like I, yeah, I have a built bar every day. Yeah. I want you man, to rave about how much you what love a built bar life changing experience. That is those I'm going to say meal sized, maybe a little bit bigger than a pack of cards, mm-hmm. rectangles that come in wrappers. Boy, oh boy, boy, howdy. I, I think what Ben means to say is that your life is bullshit. Somewhere between five bar. and 20 to a box. Uh, probably less than four hundred dollars, and probably more than four hundred cents, somewhere in that range. I mean, that's what I get up and get out of bed for. I'm shocked that he's not sponsored already. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would recommend you <laughs> just give me the other copies. Like, I'll <laughs> provide them for a year. Okay, <laughs> nailing it. Uh, no, we love Bill Bar here. I I've been eating those cookies and cream. Mm-hmm. Trying to get me through my day. My Thursdays are great because I open after working midnights and then I have to go back in at 6 a.m. and I can't eat because of my intermittent fasting till about 10 or 11. Yeah. And I cram that. Oh, for Ramadan. Right. Yes. Yes. For Ramadan. Yes. Ramada in. Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> I forgot about our other sponsor. <laughs> um, I have not a sponsor. Found... They're not the Marriott. Come on now. Yeah. Fucking trade wreck. Is it always like this? Yeah. Yes. Oh, good. You don't, oh, good. We <laughs> I, can be friends again. You don't actually listen to the show. Good. You know how I know you don't listen to the <laughs> yeah, show? Yeah, you know how I don't listen to the show? Um, I will say I did have a raise energy the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the, uh, 
and a Bilt Boost at the same time. Oh, how was that? Uh, so I've been... That's our bracket number two sponsor. I've been trying a lot of different pre-workouts recently, uh-huh. and uh, none of them got me jacked like a raise and uh, a Bilt Boost. Yeah. Would you ar- Could you arguably say you would have killed four people at a, uh, a Planet Fitness? I could have gone to a Gold's Gym and killed four people on that fucking combo. <laughs> All right, that's fair. There, no door would be left unripped for the hinges. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Bracket number one. We have Lucky going up against Octavio. Uh, I mean, uh, first round ballad picks, honestly. Um, here's the thing. I bumped Buckley Buckley off and Dooley so you guys could fucking gush about Lucky. I do love Dooley. The, your You're going to have to remind me who Dooley is. Dooley's the kid with the red hair constantly over his eyes. Oh. Kind of one of the bullies, but just has beautiful like ben stein on depressants yes yeah when uh when when peggy came in as a substitute teacher and and embarrassed bobby by loving him his response was your mom loves you you. yeah it's a very straight mike judge character right there like it's it's basically a beavis line Mm -hmm. but spoken in a like but butthead on tranquilizers voice. Yes. Yes, one hundred percent. I am. I'm a huge Dooley fan. Um, I also think that Buckley is a definite honorable mention. Uh, we'll just do it now um, because he he is a huge part of seasons one and two. Did he, he even breach season two? Yes. No, no, no. Th- halfway through season three, I think is the uh, the event. Oh, gotcha. Right? No, it happens at the end of season two and season three is the after, the aftermath. Yeah, it's the aftermath because okay. the place blows up in season two and then right. season three we come back. I forgot that's how it happened. Yeah. So uh, Buckley, Buckley is the start of Luann's entire story arc. Yeah. The fact that she's like she has the shitty boyfriend who really doesn't care. Hey, you know, uh, just like super mellow and stuff like that. And we see her kind of build up. She kind of starts defending herself. She kind of breaks up with him at, at one point. She becomes this kind of stronger, independent woman. She starts to look more like Peggy, which I we aren't really expecting from her. Um, she starts to go to, you know, I think she even starts going to back to beauticians, goes to the community school. college for beauty school. Yep. Yeah. And then she gets back together with Buckley and it kind of falls apart, but they're not really together. And then he fucking blows up. Yeah. Um. At the end of season two, when the dangle <laughs> goes, the dangle uh, <laughs> completely blows up and killing him. But he's not actually gone because he comes back as an angel uh, to help her find guidance, <laughs> as we all know. <laughs> um. I think that Buckley was a was a really important character in those first seasons, especially to establish who Leanne Luann was uh, moving forward. Leanne's her mom. As I remember, as yes, I recall, I, I believe you are correct. Yeah. My brain is just fried and dyslexia kicks in every once in a no, while. I got to say, you you remember a lot of minutiae about King of the Hill. I, I I like King of the Hill a great amount and I've watched a lot of it. It's like the perfect cooking show for me. Just like I'm doing something else and I want to listen to jokes while it's happening and I don't want to focus too hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is but I don't much, know it to this degree. It is very much my go to sleep show. So oh, yeah, I've yeah, watched yeah. it a million times. Um, and I've only ever seen the same 14 episodes because I fall asleep during most of them. Um, well, I did a crash course like for the past few days, just getting myself remembering it again. But I'll be honest, I haven't really watched it habitually for like years. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this is really like dredged up old memories that I just shoveled into a wheelbarrow to bring to you today. Mm-hmm. 
That's how we that's how we write all of our shows, actually. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, but let's talk about my family. <laughs> let's talk about Octavio before we get into Lucky, because I know you guys want to gush about Lucky. Octavio, played by Danny Trehu, um, was a character that I think was supposed to kind of be a, like a one off ish. Or he br- kind of was. He kind of well, he got like one big episode where he's just annoying as shit. And then he was there here and there in some of the later seasons. In the later seasons, he's around a lot. Yeah, he he because they actually, I believe, get Danny Trejo to just do the voice. I don't know if it's really him from the beginning. I feel like it maybe it wasn't. I, I feel like there may have been a, a casting switch too. Yeah, and then they, he was a bit character, and then they made him into something more when Danny Trejo came like, right full tilt. Um, I surprised me like this. This thing is kind of star studded in a uh, in a it, bunch of different ways. Yeah, it fucking is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get we'll get into that next next week. Um, when I finally found well, out, we'll get into that was. when we talk about Lucky. <laughs> well, that too. Um, but Octavio is is Dale's confidant. Who? Yeah, he fills an interesting Octavio. role. Yeah, oh, o- Octavio yeah. is like. Oh. So obviously, Dale is like the creepy uh, conspiracy nut kind yeah. of neighbor, but he needs a connection. He needs an underworld connection to make real his absurd fantasies. To like give him these um, this way to like move the plot along if it ever goes down less than savory routes. So he fulfills a really good narrative purpose for Dale's character. Um, I had forgotten who Octavio was. I thought he was Luis. Oh, who the was fuck also, is Luis? He was also played by Danny Trejo. He worked at Strickland Propane. He was yeah. only in the later seasons. Um, right. You're not talking about Joe Jack. No, 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 no honey. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, honey. <laughs> um, uh, but Octavio is is essentially Dale's like go to guy when he needs something done and doesn't actually ever get it done. Uh, or or we'll get it too done. You know what I mean? Like there's like one or two instances where he does the thing that Dale then doesn't actually want him to do to begin with. I'm sorry, Enrique. Yes, Enrique. That's Enrique, right. that's yes. the one. Um, I love Octavio. I think he's used really smart throughout the show. Yeah. Um, he, and he balances Dale's craziness correctly by being the straight man to Dale mm-hmm. while still being funny. The barrels of alien urine. Yes. That. <laughs> That he made Hank go pick up for him when yep. he thought he was on his deathbed was like, yeah, it's right here. Like, just, oh, it was so perfect. And so, and the fact that it's Danny Trejo, right? You know what I mean? And like, he doesn't. He doesn't only serve as like Dale's counterpart. It's like whenever anybody needs like some creep with sh- with uh, uh, shaded like tinted windows to go do an unwholesome errand. Like, yeah. I just got finished watching an episode where uh, Hank wanted a sandwich from like a really good diner but he didn't want to sit down at the diner because it was like, all it was all community community tables and there it was, was all community like, tables and it made him so uncomfortable so yeah. he like did this dead drop drive-by thing and got octavio to pick up a sandwich for him it's the best milo sandwich i've ever had like i absolutely yeah. i absolutely this, love that episode i forgot about even that. given that this table smells like a diaper <laughs> But it's going up against uh, well, actually one of my least favorite characters. Wow, really? Yeah, I just I don't the, I didn't I appreciate Lucky for what he was, but I think that ultimately he ruins Luann's character because uh, I had I uh, a uh, 
I wanted to bang Luann. B, I wanted to fix Luann. C, I wanted Luann nothing but the that's best the order. for Luann. Yes. <laughs> you don't want to bang her after you fix her. No, that's 100%. Just gonna, no, that ruins that, the sex. That's you just wasted crazy. energy. You're going to yeah. have to fix her again after. If I fix her, she's not going to want to fuck me anymore, Ben. That's how it works. <laughs> I prey on very awkward, uh, crazy, unstable women. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's the only <laughs> way my... Couple steps back, Chuck. Couple steps back. <laughs> no, nobody listens to the show. Step back from that cliff. <laughs> nobody listens to the show we're fine uh okay in the u.s in the u.s we're huge in india and they probably i used to be i used to be with you with lucky chuck chucky uh i because like i didn't really like the way he looked and that was enough for me at the time it was only after i had kind of watched it later in life that i really started to appreciate his i i I don't know it's there's a wholesomeness to him that is very uneducated and I, i I really like seeing somebody who is very ugly being given given such like a warm personality. His, um, his that's just not that doesn't happen very much in TV. Like for an ugly person, like sure Homer Homer is like fat and dumpy and like, but he's not. He doesn't have the demarcators of ugliness. He might not be attractive, but like he doesn't have like you know cleft. He doesn't have like a like a hunchback or something. Mm-hmm. So to see an ugly character be treated so favorably was kind of eye-opening to me who was always so overwhelmingly well-intentioned too mm-hmm. like and his jokes or or the jokes that made him funny for me on multiple viewings were things like he's introduced as a character that won the lottery so he's got the big truck and he's the hillbilly that got a bunch of money and you don't find out until much later the money he got was like 30 grand Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm yeah. set for life. He ran from like, uh, from, from like slipping a, like a puddle a, of like a lawsuit for slipping in a puddle of piss. That's yeah. like the Costco. <laughs> and that's why he's called lucky. Yep. Um, but we, there's we, also some fun irony in like Luann being the quote unquote sexy character, uh, just being head over heels for this really ugly dumpus. Yeah. Who yeah. seems like a deliverance. I think extra. that's why I hate him so much is because he was able to, to pull Luann and there's no way in hell I could ever get a girl like her. And I was like, what does he have that I don't have? I guess $30,000 from slipping in pee pee. I, I don't know. You know, like, I mean, great voice actress aside, would you really want a girlfriend like Luann? I mean, I guess you'd always have a straight man to like crack jokes with. Yeah. Well, she'd believe anything. That's, that's exactly big boobs and someone who's dumb enough to laugh at all my jokes. That's all believe ever, all my bullshit. Yeah. That's all I've ever wanted in a woman and I can never find her. Uh, we got to pick a winner here. Uh, it's either Lucky or Octavio. Uh, I mean, for me, it's Lucky all the way. I'm afraid I got to go Lucky as yeah. well. I don't dislike Octavio. I just think no, that there's more to Lucky. I Yeah, fine. Whatever. Okay. And he's also voiced by Tom Petty. He which is voiced is by Tom Petty. Fascinating. Who, the I hate him even more. I can't the character fucking is modeled Tom after. Petty. Like he is, he is made to look like an even redneckier Tom Petty, which I is perfect. I don't know who in their right mind would base a character off of Lucky or Tom Petty very specifically, but it's a, it's a great idea if you do. There's like little things that he does that just endear him to me, like paying back Hank for using his shaving cream in the exact amount in a little baggie with two dollops of shaving cream. Because you know it's part of his principle. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's, it's, it's kind honor. of a weird honor system yeah. that is never explained, but very very precise. He couldn't marry Luann until he went back and got his GED. Yeah, like his goals might not have been a- 
you know, extreme by any means, but they were important to him and he yeah. fucking stuck to his guns. Lucky is uh, someone that I would like to have as a friend, honestly. Do you see a lot of yourself in him? Is that is that what's happening? No, not if at all. Because I do, and that's why I slip on urine in a Costco. Really? Yeah. I, you see someone that's honest and trustworthy and... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He if, sees someone who could slip on urine in a Costco. Oh, I could slip on urine in a Costco. Yeah. Oh, I could slip on some urine. Yeah. <laughs> I will purposely. I've been piss doing off. it for free for years. <laughs> no, I, I think <laughs> I. It's the fuck suckers game. I think very realistically, the reason why I don't like Lucky is because I see a lot of myself. Uh, well, I, I don't. What you guys say that I have here on the show, which I fucking hate all the time, that I'm this nice, caring, honorable person, which is a bunch of fucking bullshit. And I hate it because he still has a great life and I'm living at home with my mother. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't get $30,000 in a sweet truck. I got a cat that pukes underneath my bed when I don't want him to. Bracket number two brought to us by Raise Energy. Use promo code professional casual at checkout. Get yourself 15% off. Um, it's delicious. Uh, it's strawberry colada. I'm still waiting for FedEx to stop being little bitches and get my uh, package out of Conklin, New York. They're not a sponsor. Don't give me that fucking look. I told Fuck. Octavio not to deliver to your house. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. If there's somewhere Octavio hangs out, it is Conklin, New York. 100%. So. <laughs> that is very true. Um, I It's either that or Hoboken. Uh, Hoboken. It's definite. It, yeah. Oft, oftentimes they call Conklin the Hoboken of New York. Sometimes the light on the other end of the tunnel is just New Jersey. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it always smells like shit regardless. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Jersey. Uh, but yeah, raise energy, man. Uh, it's the only thing that keeps me alive anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I actually died at about uh, one twenty-three today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and raise energy is the only thing that's keeping my heart pumping. I am Jason Stayham and Cranked right now. I have to keep my adrenaline up. I thought it was weird when you when you uh, when you introduced uh, me to the show by rubbing up against me in public. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's usually Jason Stahem, not to be confused with Jason Put Pork. <laughs> That's really something. <laughs> a big fan of the show. Uh, who will probably allow? Uh, we'll may, we might hear from later in a different bracket. Who knows? Yeah. Bracket number two, though is oh i probably my favorite supporting character he's not in it a touch a ton but it is gilbert fontaine one of my absolute favorite characters that they introduced yes for multiple reasons Mm -hmm. one i absolutely love his like southern drawl the idea that he's this like like promiscuous questionable gay guy in an air in a situation where hank is always super uncomfortable about it and anytime hank is uncomfortable it absolutely just tickles me yes um the fact that they that he runs a plantation with three women on it still for some like lives in it just in the estates and bill is his relative (laughs) which that is so God, that's a great. I actually, that's one of the episodes I rewatched in preparation for this because I wanted to see Joel Bayer again. A beer can named Desire. A beer can named Desire. Absolutely. Uh, This muggy November weather is giving me the horribles. This flower is a wilting. This flower is a wilting. And And I appreciate it so much because I think growing up, 
I probably had friends that were like older that I really aspired to be. Mm-hmm. And if my dad was around, he would have very much been like Hank as if I was Bobby. And and if I was becoming like a, like a southern gentleman in in uh, Gilbert and Gilbert's eyes, he would have been horrifically not happy about it. So mm-hmm. I absolutely loved this character. And then he shows up later on. He comes back when um, when Bill is doing the barbecue and the blood and sauce episode. Yes, yes. The blood and sauce episode where he's teaching Bobby how to do it. You know, the, the dough tree family secret recipe for barbecue and, and all. And we really get a great introduction to Bill's like belief system and the, and the bill, uh, dough tree secret canon that he's actually Bobby's father. Heaviest ties are to that particular episode. That's very. I, true. I haven't. I'm aware of the conspiracy, but I haven't seen the corroborating evidence. Does it hold water? Does the case hold water? It holds a little bit. Okay. In that Bobby literally takes zero uh, traits from either parent. Yeah. And shares significant amounts of things in common with Bill, very specifically. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that Bill was willing to pass on his family's secret recipe and felt safe doing it. Right. To Bobby of all people, I I, I don't know how son. closely he would guard a secret if it meant he got attention. Well, and more importantly, attention from a child that like clearly all he ever wanted was a son. He he wanted a kid, and his wife, who was a horrible human being, and, and just fucking destroyed him. Made literally made because you look at him in high school. Yeah, he was a he was the a bulldozer. Yeah. The, or the bulldozer shit. Yeah. Like, bulldozer. Like, he was he was a, a an outstanding person. He ends up going into the military, becoming this like you know army barber with with these distinctions and stuff like that. And they even they even pay homage back to like all this time until he met his wife, who absolutely destroys him mm-hmm. and, and and creates the bill that we know now. Yeah, and we we just know that he would never get a son otherwise. Bobby kind of becomes that for him. More so than uh, uh, I think the thing that John? I thought it was I thought it was the fact that the army used that uh, experimental placebo drug on him that ruined his life. I mean, so at the end of the episode, they kind of find out that it didn't because it was in fact a placebo and didn't do any of that. Right. It was the fact that You're the one he, who injected me with your deadly placebo drug. Uh, what really happened? What broke up Bill's marriage is he was in, infatuated with Peggy Hill and ended yep. up fathering a child with her mm-hmm. uh, because of Hank's narrow urethra. He could never get her pregnant. Mm-hmm. You bring in the Dude, there's building blocks toward it. You bring in the bulldozer to get the job done. And Billy or <laughs> Billy Bobby kind of even looks like him, mm-hmm. like a little bit. Like it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Although he does look a little bit more like cotton. So he does look. He a does lot look. Like that's cotton. true. Yeah. It's just the beady little eyes that really do it. Yeah, that's true. But Gilbert shows up. We love him in a beer can named Desire, mm-hmm. but he becomes the antagonist for Bill. He does. He and, and what I love about it is we see that that again that die. There's a lot of overarching things, which is somebody has a ridiculous, stupid honor to their family or to their name or to themselves, and they will stick to it as hard as possible, as absolutely 
hard as possible in the yeah. dumbest reasons why. Yes and no. And, so, and it's because because for these characters, it's all they have. Like Lucky does it too. He's right, got this yes. ridiculous honor code that he inherited through his whatever bloodline. Uh, he doesn't have anything else. Like the poorer you are, the prouder you have to be because that's like your only currency. Now, I, th- I think Gilbert, and this might be reading way too hard into this character, but absolutely delights in the death of his bloodline. Yes. Um, does not you're not wrong does not want bill to pass on that barbecue sauce because yeah. it is it is a, a almost honorary bloodline replacement that could right. be passed on their a, a legacy sorry right. was the word i was looking for there and one of the main reasons he absolutely forbids bill to ever make it again to ever share it to give it to anybody because their family's dying with them and he sees a kindred spirit in bill right and bill succeeding in any way shape or form would absolutely destroy what he's kind of clung on to as as a reason to keep trotting on that, that kind of tracks to me because like a lot of his character in a beer can named desire is this it's kind of a weird mishmash of this is someone who clearly gets laid a lot and is very also very clearly miserable mm-hmm. like it he does seem like a person who is happy to be in an apocalypse he like yeah. he doesn't want things to continue i would almost argue that he's borderline suicidal in some in some certain way like yeah. he does not seem i i don't think that he would be happy that uh another jolbert could exist and not only that but you you kind of brought it up where he was almost borderline suicidal. Think about it. His entire life has kind of just been handed to him to be this to be this guy. Right. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of the time he sees a lot of success, even though it is sad success with Bill. And he doesn't he's almost jealous of that. So I wonder yeah. if he wants to stop that bloodline, yeah. stop that legacy from happening surely out of jealousy and using yeah, it as it- you have to keep the family pure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there's like, um, you know, it, it's generally not for like Southern gentleman Cajun families. It's generally done for like, you know, um, English monarchies or whatever. But there is a notion of these competing uh, these competing ideals of we have to keep the family going versus the kind of family that this lifestyle of legacy creates is a horrible existence. Yeah. So th- yeah. these kind of competing concepts of uh preserving something which ought not be is really interesting for him and he's just so skeezy and he just makes hank uncomfortable and i'm gonna like that character that's what i love about him just the fact that he makes hank so as somebody who thoroughly loves to do that to people uh i i i just absolutely adore uh i don't remember what the line is but he says something very william s burroughs ish and (laughs) hank just responds I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but we're but we haven't even talked about who he's going up against. Oh yeah. The only man to kill Fitty Man. He Fitty came man. back with no shins. <laughs> I took Sandy Andy's leg. <laughs> it's Cotton Hill. I mean, I my 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 choice to win this whole thing, arguably. Um I I love I love Gilbert. Yeah. I love him. I don't think he could hold a torch to Cotton. Cotton Hill is a character that's really only on this list because we do brackets of eight and he right. fit on the main character list. We're like, uh-huh. really? Cotton Hill's a main character. Yeah, Cotton Hill is on. Cotton Hill just didn't, by like two episodes, was not classified as a main character. Yes. Yep. Um, and 
originally in the series, he wasn't introduced all that much. He's introduced in season one almost right off the bat. And then he goes away for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he comes back uh, when does he come back? He comes back when what's her nuts falls out of the uh, out of the plane. He comes back. He just had the kids. Peggy. Yeah. He yeah. just had good Hank. Yeah. Good Hank. <laughs> good Hank is very, <laughs> such a good <laughs> joke. GH. Good uh, Hank. And the fact that he loves Bobby. Yes. So fucking much. Yeah. That's is, very cute. Like spitefully, spitefully to his father, like yes. spitefully yes. to Hank. And <laughs> he, like he loves Bobby because Hank is not a big fan of Bobby. And like it's he loves him. He loves him for everything that Bobby is. Yes. Which is uh, if if Hank was that way. He would have hated him even more. Yes. Would have hated him. But because it's the grandson, and that is always like the trope, right? That like the father is always horrifically mean to the son. But if it's the grandson, it spoils him. And and it's not because there's no expectation there. Right. Right. 100%. It's like, I know, I know. I did the discipline thing where I raised you as my child. Now I get to enjoy the fruits of your labor and I get to spoil this kid. Yeah. Oh, like, I mean, you can kind of see him saying like, hey, man, I didn't make that. That's that that one's not on me. So I don't have any like ego attached to how this kid came out. I can just play a I can just play a a character in his life. It's so genuine, too, especially in later seasons after Good Hank comes around. Mm -hmm. Like there are some really touching moments with Cotton Mm -hmm. where the only thing he hopes for in the world is that Good Hank turns out even a smidge like Bobby. Right. Like he, he does think Bobby's like. The perfect child. The perfect child. Can do no wrong. And the only person he gives into. Yeah. When Bobby calls him like Gam Gam or Gim Gim or whatever, like he he, he buys into it hard. Yeah. The fact that Peggy put a lasagna in the oven for him to cook later, he thought was bullshit and like threw it all over the place. Uh But he will do anything for Bobby. For Bobby. 100% will do anything for Bobby. Uh, I like his weird intergenerational friendship with, uh, with Dale. Like Dale, for some reason, kisses the ground that he walks on. <laughs> yes. And I don't know. I don't remember what the reason is. But they, like, because, he's like, a war, because he's a war veteran who also gives Hank shit. And Dale loves people who gives Hank shit. That's that, that, yeah. That's got to be pretty much it, right? Yeah. Dale. Dale is very much the friend that you hate having around. Like, you're just like, oh, God, why am I friends with this person? But they have genuinely good moments. Dale mm-hmm. is the number two that wants to be the number one and yep. can't close the deal. 100%. But Hank, just by default, is the I don't know if alpha is the correct term for that particular group oh, of people. Absolutely. But absolutely. absolutely the alpha. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could absolutely see that. That well, the enemy of my enemy is, is my I, idol. Yeah, 100 um, percent. And also, we, we have to talk about like the fact that it if it wasn't for Cotton, Peggy would have never gone through rehab and fixed yeah. the whole thing. One of my oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Too. One of my favorite. Uh, I mean, one of my favorite lines ever is, are you going to get up here and dance on my grave or not? And she just crawls <laughs> up there and dances with him <laughs> on his grave. I, I, I kind of love that he isn't like lying about his war status or anything he just he doesn't he doesn't realize it (laughs) he doesn't realize that he's not as glorious a figure as he sees in his own mind's eye like i remember that episode about how like peggy was very dismissive of him for lying about where he was during a particular period of time and it turns out he just forgot (laughs) yeah (laughs) he was 100 I just yeah he's pretty straight up with his feelings and and we get and we get japanese hank Yes. When, when they get to when he goes back. Oh yeah. Oh my oh, god. 
like I absolutely I absolutely love the that two part story. Absolutely love it because because then we get the development of, of of I can't remember his name now. It's I mean it was something common yeah. in Japanese. Kojiro but. sticks out in my head, but I think that's super off base. Yeah, um, but I absolutely love like that. That's like he he and he looks just, he looks just like Hank, which makes no sense because it's Hank fine. looks nothing like Cotton. Right. You know what I mean? It's fine. It's it works. It's totally fine. I and, adore the whenever he would enter into the house in uh-huh. those first few seasons. Hank, Hank's wife. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, for a very long time up until the end um does he refer to her as peggy what an absolutely devastating episode yes too he's a monster like we should just say like he's an absolutely despicable waste of space as a person but as a character yeah comedy gold and i think mike judge was working out something very specific there that that scene with him and peggy of peggy literally screaming at cotton on his deathbed why can't you just tell your son you fucking love him yeah and then he fucking dies instead yeah well and it was hank hank who tells him yeah i i don't love you yeah i hate you yeah i i hate you yeah and dies And, and that's like yeah, rewind because I just happened because I was looking and for it, quotes. That should have been the series finale. It should. But then there was like some other bullshit episode after it. So what had happened was there was that season got fucked up because of the Super Bowl. And then like the the ratings were so low that Fox was going to just cancel it at that point. Yeah. But then they had all of this like 13th season because that happens, I think, in season 12. And then like they have this whole 13th season, which they only half wrote and they had to burn off the episodes. And Mike Judd had left the show at that point. Yeah, he was yeah it's like the Roseanne eighth season or whatever. Right? Yeah. And they just like they need to get rid of it somehow. And they burned it off randomly because like the last episode ever is when we find out uh, that cons like manic. Yeah. And, th- and that's the that's the also, last episode. By the way, uh, Toby Hust, who voices uh, Cotton, also vo- voices Khan. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, kind of makes. Yeah, kind of makes. You sense. can you can hear it now that you're thinking about yeah. it. I know the voice uh, from uh, Venture Brothers with uh, General Timothy Traster. Oh shit! Uh, yes, it's, yeah. it's the same yeah. guy. One hundred percent. He brings I, a lot of Cotton Hill energy to the table. He very much brings. Cotton that Hill. fixed my pee pee cancer. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, <Fix it. laughs> with the um, sticky. <laughs> I'm a hook. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. But if we have to pick a winner, is Gilbert versus uh, Cotton. I think, yeah, this is an unfair matchup. Gilbert is awesome, but in in my opinion, uh, he can't he can't compete with Cotton. No, I know. I mean, the man killed 50 men. Yeah. One, like, I, very I, I actually, you know, the the topic is under most underrated King of the Hill character. I got to go Gilbert. Oh, shit. Oh, he I pulled a Tim Joe France. Bryant. He just pulled a Tim France. I like that a lot. Oh actually. shit! Okay. Uh, well, I mean, like, just you know, by the pound, he's I think gets the higher like like um, concentration on laugh line. Yeah. We yeah. picked at the seams of this character all fucking day. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, also it's Cotton is there more often. I'll underrated you that, and he's usually pretty funny. Yes, and it's underrated supporting character. You even said yourself, Cotton is not a supportive character. Yeah. He's 100% a main character that just didn't make the list because there's literally so many others. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Uh, Hey, I I don't like the precedent that we've set uh, because I have a I have a personal favorite that I feel like might get kicked out later because of that. But 
we can we can switch it up. Do we want to change like the way? No, I no, think I'm no, honestly no, no, going to no, go so Jolbert either way. Though we have principles and honor. It is literally specifically just, code of honor. Yeah, we are just sticking. We always stick to whatever the topic is because more it's, often than not, he loves voting out the things I love. Not true. And using it as a technicality of finding some bullshit way that it fits the title. I often have to go back to the name and wording of the bracket because that's at the end of the day what we're trying to decide it with. Yeah. Bracket number three brought to us by Bearded Dragon Games. Hover to BeardedDragonGames.online. Hopefully they've updated their store and you can get all the stuff you want. Use promo code Professional Casual all one word at checkout to get free domestic shipping unless you spend more than a hundred dollars and you get 10 percent extra shipping 10 percent extra shipping yes. and they are running out of it they are uh, he will not be able to continue providing that so make sure you get over there spend more than a hundred dollars and get your 10 percent free extra shipping yep. yep while it lasts while it lasts if you need DD, if you need magic the gathering if you need pokemon comics warhammer Marvel Crisis Protocol, yeah. which is the only thing we play anymore. Fuck, fuck all the other miniature games. Uh, you guys, I don't play anything anymore. Right. So some of that stuff might even be on the site. It might actually be up there. Pathfinder might actually be up there. People want it. So Maybe. hopefully he put it up. We've certainly been advertising it for a long time. Yep. 100 percent it's a good thing our sponsors don't listen to our show do you guys like these people or what uh, <laughs> yeah are I you mean, trying to get canceled or something i mean it's been over 40 episodes yes trying to yes. be canceled in literally the era of being canceled and we can't do it no we can't do anything right we constantly say that men's mental health is not a real thing doesn't get us canceled <laughs> no we have made very questionable jokes about women does not get us canceled. We are Teflon. We are bulletproof. Helps that only eight people listen to our show and the majority of India, um, which is not even a joke. People still think that's a joke. It's not. It's not a joke. Uh, it is Khan Supanusafong going up against. I I may argue a dark horse to win this. Ooh, and Sansan? that is Ladybird. Ladybird. <laughs> My point exactly. Let's talk about Ladybird real fast. Ladybird, and this is why I put her on, is the embodiment of everything that that Hank loves. Hank does not show any affection or love to anything except for maybe propane. Like he does Ladybird. And that includes his wife. Yeah. And that is not a is joke. That is sexual. That's yes, one hundred percent. But Especially in that hot tub episode, God, I just—that's so good. Yep. Like the reveal of that episode being that it, it Hank isn't turned on by other women; he's turned on by other uses of propane. <laughs> <laughs> the Hank. When we get to Hank, it's gonna be—it's gonna be like three hours long, guys. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yep. But Lady Bird, and the reason why I bring it up is Lady Bird is to hank what bobby is to cotton he makes he makes hank the exact opposite of the person that he's supposed to be he literally goes to war with his son over a dancing dog competition and literally to the point of willing to sabotage like his son's possibility of winning and making him finally proud because he won something not only that when confronted with the choice, my son is allergic to my dog. Mm-hmm. I'll just make my son move out to the doghouse. Is yes. his first response? Well, I'll just soup up the 
the doghouse so yeah. Bobby can live out there. Yeah, we'll put a TV, we'll put in <laughs> heat, insulate it. Like, and and even Peggy's like, "Are you serious? Like, that's insane." And then of course, because Bobby's fucking weird, Bobby loves it. Yeah, and purposely yeah. tries to like sabotage. Pur- purposely tries to sabotage. Yeah, uh, uh, a ladybird by saying that he's still allergic even after he isn't, to the point where. Uh, Bill gets Ladybird and it literally destroys Hank, which is so perfect because that, that's so poetic, very specifically because Ladybird was gotten mm-hmm. because Hank and Peggy couldn't conceive. Right. It was gotten as as a, as a replacement for a child. Mm-hmm. The child comes right provided by Bill. Right. <laughs> and eventually on a long enough timeline when he can no longer have the dog who gets the replacement for Bobby. Bill. Bill, 100%. I, I, circle. I, I hate that you made that connection. God I got I got to watch your whole TED talk on that. <laughs> it is. It, check out our Patreon. Check out our a wild fans. ride. You know, Ladybird kind of represents something else for Hank as well, as well as just like the only thing that he's like allowed to share show affection for, because for a man and a dog, it's OK. Mm-hmm. Like that's a very um kind of rural southern affect right you can you can show affection for your truck and your dog but like uh, actual human intimacy is off limits but it it represents something for hank which i think is really telling which is that the whole show is kind of predicated on this notion of like generations trying to understand each other and having a doing a piss poor job of it yeah Mm -hmm. um and ladybird kind of represents that it's okay to be in your own bubble like it he doesn't Ladybird doesn't uh, doesn't invite new contrast or or new things to adapt to into Hank's life. It's like a refuge for him. She, she is a safe space for him to exist in, mm-hmm. in a way that like Bobby very much is not. Uh, his friends very much are not. The things that Buck gets up to at Strickland Propane, <laughs> none of that like lets him stay the way that he is. But later, Ladybird does. Yeah. Right. We see a side of Hank that we would not see otherwise because of Ladybird. Yep. And yeah. more importantly. Never do you consider Ladybird a character. No, it's true. She's, she's a prop. She's a prop throughout yeah. the entire show, but she's very much. She has her own personality. She saves uh, Dale and Hank. If it yeah. if it wasn't for for that, when uh, Hank is uh, twice numerous times, because I was just thinking uh, of the raccoon uh, episode bandit. bandit. Yeah, with Bandit. And then I realized, no, they also use uh, Ladybird to try when Dale becomes a fucking bounty hunter and is going after that guy and he uses Ladybird like Hank literally risks risks his life to mm-hmm. save Ladybird in, in that yeah. in that instance but she's going up against Khan Supanusophon Khan might be my favorite character of the show really Khan yes. gets some of the best line reads Khan is probably the darkest character um for a number of reasons, there's that episode where they it, it's pretty much uh, a PSA about manic depressive disorder. Yeah. When yeah. he when he gets fired, I thought that episode was fucking beautiful. I loved it. Yeah. Um, his constant chasing after the Nine Rivers Country Club membership and Ted uh, uh, was on uh, the the shit where the episode where he starts going to the karaoke club and finally has a way to oh, like yeah. express himself mm-hmm. and his He's father the morning after guy. Yeah. Yes. And his father-in-law comes in and just fucks it all up for him. Yeah. Khan is constantly shit on, has the ego of someone that's the king of the world. Um, because he is legitimately better than everybody else in the show. 
like he he makes more money. He's more established. He he never has to worry about anything. But he his defect is that he has to constantly flaunt it in front of them, and they don't care. Yeah, and that's that the thing. He's not more crazy. established in this biome. In right. this biome, he is a stranger. He is an right. outsider, and like the only way you can be that and be okay with it is by saying, "Oh, they hate me because I'm better than them." Mm-hmm. I um, think I think that's a defense yeah. mechanism because he never gets what he wants, right. like mm-hmm. ever. All he wanted was a son. Mm-hmm. Khan Jr. is called Khan Jr. because he refused to accept the fact that it's a girl. Yes. Can, can I be real? I think that's actually very cute. I, I do, too. <laughs> I think um, it's kind of adorable. <laughs> how much he hated Bobby dating Khan Jr. also. Uh, just. I remember. I love Khan so much. I remember the episode where uh, Bobby goes on his nut kicking rampage and <laughs> Khan can't make up his mind whether or not he likes it because he kicked the principal in the balls, which is bad, but he kicked Hank in the balls, which is good. Oh, Peggy Hill. So it sort of evens out. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, it's one of my verse. That's not my verse. I don't know you. I scream that constantly at work and nobody has any idea what I'm talking about, but they're never I remember in kick you screaming that in high school. Yeah, yeah. I did a lot. But uh, I, one of the things that really endears me to Khan is on paper, you are right. He should be mm-hmm. so much better than he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, smart, intelligent, great job. Can't even fucking fit in with literally the subsect of people he went through. Right. To fit in with. And like, more importantly, he moves into that neighborhood where there is simpleton poor, you know, poor people in his eyes. You live next to them. You clearly are not better than them. He also brings Lucky into the show uh, on one of his many down uh, crazy downward spirals. Yeah, that's when he starts hanging out with all those rednecks. And Lucky is one of those rednecks that ends up sticking around. Yeah. That's actually, He's constantly bragging and lording over his status uh, against uh, over these people that he supposedly doesn't like. But if you didn't like them, if you didn't want to be around them, you you wouldn't pay them attention. Like it, yeah. it's so it's so transparent. His motivations are he actually wants to be part of this group, but he can't admit it to himself because he feels like it'd be like a step backward. Well, and there's that 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 come to con moment. Mm-hmm. When he does lose his job and he's he's left the house and he won't return until he has a new job and he oh, yeah, provide for his family. Yeah. But he he goes through one of those moments where he realizes that, you know, the hills are his friends and they are the ones that he can rely on. Right. They're the ones that are paying men to teach Bobby uh, Laos or whatever. So that Laotian La- Laotian uh, is that the name of the language, though? That's what I, just I thought it was. Maybe I, I could be. Yeah, you know, I think it's the ocean. Yeah. Um, so okay. that they can have some form of income. They take in Connie uh, during several parts yeah. uh, where where she can't, you know, stay at home or whatever. I, I yeah, think very close. Yeah. Clearly, they are family I friends. Mean, Hank has one of the most important moments in Con Jr.'s life when she yeah, gets her period. True. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that is to go to aisle 8A, which he never steps foot in. <laughs> uh, but Con is Con is my my secret superhero. I love him. <laughs> You you do love the villains more. more Excuse me. <laughs> well, you do. You rave about how much you like shitty characters, like I, and not like poorly written, just like bad people. I had to listen to you talk about what Rami Ramsey Ram Remy from Game of Thrones because of just how horrible oh, Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, that's but, different. He's an elemental of pure evil, which I just really appreciate. Khan is is so very legitimately Khan is why I like villains. He is on paper significantly better, mm. should be thriving, mm-hmm. but is regularly um, thrown off track 
by lawful good douchebags that just literally stumble into his plot by accident and ruin it for him. So and you know what? The lawful legitimate. good douchebags aren't doing anything to ruin his life. He's doing purpose. it to himself Correct. by yes. like going out of his way to try to trip Hank, you know? Like yep. it's it's not even anything that Hank is doing to him. He's just trying to live his life nearby. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. But we do have to pick a winner. For for me, it's Khan. I, I know I might be in the minority there, but over Lady Bird, who's not even a character, if we're going back to the, the title of... I mean, yeah. sure. I guess I could see her as a prop because yeah. she isn't really a character. Although I, I would disagree. I think she is a character. I think she's just... A voiceless character i think she i think she fits is. she fits the rubric of character for these purposes and i like what she brings out in hank but like khan has so much of that class commentary bound up in his 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 yes. uh his yeah. particular structure uh that i'm i gotta go for khan as well all right well i will we will move khan on bracket number four as i talk slower to let you find your next sponsor is brought to us by you Listening at home, of course, listen for the commercial at the end of the show. You can sponsor a bracket for a month, an entire month for just $10. What a deal. Much like Riley Laura has oh. or at Ray Straza on Instagram, Twitter and OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> yes, I, there's nothing that makes me fucking happier than when we get OnlyFans sponsors on this goddamn show. That's three. No, so this is so she sponsored us for a month. Uh, for uh, a month of, of everything? Of Riley. Yeah. Oh. Uh, is this for the four same brackets, one? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I just uh, that's all the things. But but her niche is uh lewd cast plays. Yes. And uh that's does right. it really fucking well. Really well. Uh, she's got Illidan, Jaina, she's got World of Warcraft characters, she's yep. got like eight different Spider-Men. Um I remember uh checking her out and thinking I get why Tim likes this. Yes. Yeah. World of Warcraft sexualized in in any form probably yeah. just gets Tim's half mask. Heavy body painting. It's 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 a good time. Yeah. So check it. And what is uh, her handle again? Ray Straza. Yeah. Let me spell it out. Yeah. So. Oh, like Ray Quaza. Yes. And mm. Alex Straza. Uh, oh, I guess that's also fine. So it's R E I S T R A S Z A. Ray Straza. Ray. That's rad. Straza. Thank you once again for sponsoring us here. And you can sponsor us. Just listen for the commercial at the end of the show. Can I can I be real for a second? I uh, I thought that all of the OnlyFans shit that you kept on talking about uh, was a joke. And uh, maybe it was. But like the act, the idea that that's actually a sponsor and you're shouting them out and shit. Yeah. That kind of sex positivity is just fucking beautiful. Boom. Keep that's- doing it. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. That's no, what we do here. No, no, is... no, 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 no. Fuck you. Don't pay us a compliment, you son of a bitch. We don't take compliments here at all. We do it strictly for the money. Okay? That is the only reason. We, we will Strickland take... for the money. <laughs> we will take anybody's money and promote anything they want. That's why I did it. Not to be sex positive and to promote uh, a, a, a legitimate working individuals who are just trying to make money so they can pay their goddamn bills no i do it to take cold hard cash out of their dead hands and put it into my pocket ben shit tim you really do like the villains i can see why you come on here i mean i have a type yeah 100 (laughs) (laughs) when he's when is he going to dress up as illidan listen i mean listen check out my own over there for a while i'm just waiting for him to trip in it but Man, the idea of OnlyFans doing like giving celebrity shots for other people to come on. Mm-hmm. 
the mm. crossover shit. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. But no, we are we are very much like we pro- we we promote things that we believe in. One hundred percent. Uh, that men's mental health doesn't exist. Yep, 100%. Um, <laughs> You're walking a real fine line between these different stances. Right. Yeah. Well, it doesn't exist. I feel we're pretty clear on what we actually support. Yeah, 100%. We, um, you just have to, We you got to shovel a lot of bullshit out of the way first. I am some people aren't willing to do that. Some correct. people are going to take you some at your people, word. Yeah, some yeah, people take us at at face value and we have lost a lot of listeners because of it. Yeah. I have lost a lot of relationships becoming it. Bracket number four, we have Mr. Strickland going up against John Redcorn. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So Mr. Strickland, of course, is Hank's boss. Um, who is uh, arguably I I think one of the worst characters, but in the best he, way. He's possible. one of the worst people, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Um old tap. <laughs> I I love Buck Strickland. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it's I, I've worked for a lot of Buck Strickland's before. Fair. Um, I am a solid number two. <laughs> I am not a loose number two in any way, shape, or form. Uh-huh. Uh I'm a I'm a ride or die bitch. That if there is a rich person uh that just needs someone super loyal um while they go off and do heinous heinous super immoral things uh-huh. that they can trust to make sure that the job gets done i'm that guy so Gosh, holly i uh i appreciate buck strickland a lot, a lot uh-huh. um just because i've spent a lot of time with buck strickland's fair um john redcorn's a vastly superior character i i i interesting i uh i agree and i don't agree i think that i think that on the surface, yes. John Redcorn had a very intricate part of the development of several characters, meaning literally all of them, because once again, they 100 percent. They only have one thing, really, that they hold on to, and that's their loyalty and their honor. Nobody ever it makes Dale understand. That Joseph is not his son. And it is clearly John Redcorn. Yeah. And Dale is just so. B- you can't accept it. Well, and so he never even acknowledges that's not a possibility. Right. One hundred percent until he thinks that he's an alien. Yes. And then it's very obvious that that he is an alien that came and impregnated Nancy. It couldn't be another person because he knows that Nancy just loves him so much. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what it breaks down to. It's like, yeah. well, no, she would never cheat on me. She loves me unconditionally without question. And unfortunately, he's so limber. <laughs> now that I think about it, um, I think, unfortunately, maybe John Redcorn is kind of a very poorly developed character because he was kind of just a joke for a long time and then they threw him into that big mountain fudge cake thing towards the end right well but we do see him bring out a very interesting part of dale's character which is when he's trying to get his land and dale comes in as the representative and his like essentially his lawyer yeah um and does it for free you know what i mean and stuff like that and and helps him win Mm-hmm. And and be able to get what he what he what essentially John Redcorn of very much like Khan never getting what he wants. He's kind of the like good version, like the chaotic good version, I guess, almost uh, of to Khan. If Khan Khan is like lawful evil, then I would argue maybe John Redcorn's chaotic good. 
I don't know how what, it what would you say John Redcorn Android. stands for himself yeah his, his yeah I, I his don't heritage. actually know much about him like it there he gives like kind of lip service to his heritage but I I never see it as any more than tokenism no he 100 percent I I, I, yeah, I would, that's what I was saying on, on on a second mental pass through it's like well yeah maybe there's not I don't hate him. I just think that he's mostly used as a plot necessity slash token character. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't mind more being like, I don't dislike him, but like, I don't think he's given a lot to work with. Buck kind of is like he's very important to Hank's character because Hank requires a, a really sleazy boss that he cannot see as sleazy because it makes him question the order of the propane and yep. propane accessories. I, sure. Yes, I, I would love for Khan to be, or I, excuse me, I would love for John Redcorn to be more of a character because it makes me uncomfortable that he's used so shallowly, but he is not. Yeah, I see why you guys don't uh, see it the way I do, and that's because you have a moderately good relationship with your father. I am very much, oh boy, I am very much the Joseph to my father, who is John Redcorn. Who wants to try to, especially more recently now, who wants to connect with me, who wants to kind of bring that back. And I could not give that motherfucker the time of day if I wanted. Okay, I had forgotten about that episode where John yeah. Redcorn tries fucking hard to yes. develop any sort well, of and he does with Joseph. And several Joseph, times. very much like Dale, yeah. completely oblivious to the situation. Yes. Like, why are you coming here? Right. He's his like, father's son. Right. Yeah. And like, and, and what is, what does he get out of it? paints himself to be a savage, right? That, like he was this horrible, awful person who murdered people and things like that because they're like Joseph heard one thing and he asked John Rick was like, did you guys really do that? Like, was that a thing that your family did? And he was like, well, kind of not all of us, but yeah, that was like a part. That's a part of our history. And it completely ruins any connection that could have possibly been yeah. there. 100%. So I, I think that I think that John Redcorn is, is unfortunately develops a supportive character. Well, Buck Strickland su supports a very important character, which is Hank. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Buck was around a lot in the beginning and then he just wasn't. There. Doesn't he die finally? Or is he? I don't think so. He has like he's not important enough to die. I mean, he's only had like 14 heart attacks. Right. So which I absolutely love that he has a bypass surgery across his chest. You know, like he has the scar and they constantly bring that up. I was like, that dude is fucking invincible. Like, yeah, like there's a we scar. cannot kill him. Yeah. Well, you literally can't kill him no matter how many times. And that multi-part episode, too, where they're trying to find who killed his uh, mistress at the time. Yes. And they like transfer Sugarfoots to Peggy for a dollar and she yep. tries to actually run the restaurant. Yes. And everyone fucking hates it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah one hundred. I absolutely. She even calls it the Peggy's restaurant was sugar called foots. Sugarfoots, and they gave it to Peggy. Was that like a callback to like the whole foot pornography thing? That's a good question. As I far think as that happened. I think it happened yeah. before the foot porn episode. Yeah, the foot porn episode happened. Brilliant before. foreshadowing. Then yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Well, it was Sugarfoots because that was the name that he gave his wife. Was her like her nickname? And then Sugarfoots is also. Um, a diabetes reference. Yes, that, oh. is, that is also true. 100 percent. Yep. Um, and then like tracks. Peggy takes it over, literally calls it Peggy's Sugarfoots, which I absolutely love, which is that will play into when we talk about Peggy. Oh, my next God. Week. We're going to talk a lot about Peggy. Yeah, we are. Um, but Peggy and meatballs. Yes. 
Um, but I, I think that Strick, I think that Strickland is a better, is a better character over John Redcorn. I like John Redcorn. I think, I think John Redcorn was really good. And then they did the big mountain fudge cake. And I, I kind of just kind of like went AWOL. Yeah. It didn't make a lot of sense for the most part, but he does become, he kind of gets his, he settles, right? He, cause he becomes this like famous kid's kid singer yes and he gets his land and he opens up like the the child entertainment place where he plays songs mm-hmm. and stuff like that so i think i think jerry corn is kind of a character solo he's not in mm. anybody's circle he he kind of dips in and out but he has his own story arc yeah while strickland is 100 a supportive character the most underrated i will see in the later brackets but i think he definitely deserves to move on I didn't see a lot of uh, later John Redcorn stuff. I would be interested in checking it out because I don't remember the the child uh, singer thing. I feel like that would it's, add an interesting dimension to his character. It's because in my memory, he never had anything more than I was cheating. I, I was cheating on uh, Dale with uh, with Nancy, and that was the extent of my character. And then also, whenever. I wanted to connect with Joseph, I interpreted dreams, which is just a real stereotype maneuver. Right. Um, yeah. So but yeah, like it, we, it's possible that he has more than I'm giving him credit for. I just didn't see it, but uh, Buck is good either way. Yeah. Yeah. I think Buck. Buck. I think in. I think if John Redcorn went up against Lady Bird, there'd be more of an argument here. But um, I think Strickland. I still think it's close. I mean. Yeah. Well, Buck isn't that deep. <laughs> He's just necessary, is all. Right. I mean, like he is the best of. He yeah. he is the chaos that Hank is so loyal to. Correct. More loyal than he is to Peggy. More often than not. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Hank needs a he needs a place where he is uh, vital, I think, to work at. He can't he can't be somewhere where he's not the backbone of the structure that he's in. Correct. I agree. Uh, Our first semifinal bracket. Brought to us by Patreon.com slash Professional Casual. Head over there for as little as $1. Get access to the uh, Discord at the $3 tier. That big chucker tier, baby. Mm. Get by the ac- way, we're absolutely not going to be able to do another episode. I hope it's clear by this point. You, we'll see about that. Uh, we are Just saying we are uh, where you get the video, baby. Yeah, you get the video. You get to see my face, Tim's face and that gorgeous man that I'm looking at right now. That medium sizedness oozing out. Good Lord. Good thing we don't put this on YouTube anymore. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's an advisory warning right there. <laughs> I don't know why that made my liver tingle, but. <laughs> Dude, right? Yeah. I'm drinking that was fucking weird. Um, but yes, I am very excited. Uh, th- thank you once again, all of our patrons making all of this possible. It is Lucky versus Gilbert. I think this is a massacre. I don't think there is any question. Gilbert clearly moves on. He's the better character. <laughs> Lucky is dumb. Accurate. Lucky is dumb. Lucky is dumb. No, I, I think it's very accurate that Lucky deserves to move on here. I, I could see this one personally. I'd be fine with either of these, but secretly in my heart of hearts, yeah, I would hope Lucky would move on here. Um, I, I certainly think he's always fit very perfectly in that that side character slot. Mm. Um, and there's there's more there on every rewatch to Lucky for me that makes me enjoy him a little more each time. He is kind of like an onion. He definitely has layers. He is. Yeah. Hank's cadre of like 
Bill and Dale and Boomhauer, they're all known quantities, but clearly shitty, inferior, flawed people. So the idea of Lucky being introduced as like the new one uh, that they kind of have to razz a little bit before he's kind of accepted into the men's club that is the front of the port, the front of the fence, Yeah, Mm -hmm. um, I think is like really important. Whereas Jolbert, as much as I love him, uh, is not as important. So, yeah, I go with Lucky as well. Um, And I do really one of the things I appreciate Lucky about Lucky a lot is that he is often... Um, just kind of passed over in, in a lot of context until they need one of the 18 million things that Lucky is designed to do. Yes. Like the stumping episode. Like, oh, well, fuck, we need to go get Lucky. Yeah. Like, <laughs> somebody's got to. Who is like, immediately stump an killed his, yeah, yeah. Well, that stump killed his dad or whatever. So, like. Yeah. <laughs> Dale is obsessive enough, but he's not like. He's not devoted enough to actually fulfilling any kind of plot arc to go back there. We need yeah. a lucky for this. Yeah. Yep. When when lucky is kind of Dale with follow through. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> I like to he's think grounded if, Dale. Yeah. I hate that. I absolutely hate that. That's the case. Yeah. Ew. Okay. Uh, so lucky is moving on. I'll allow our other semifinal bracket. Do we have any other sponsors this week, Tim? Um, we can throw out uh, TS underscore Melanie again at OnlyFans. Um, she she paid for the four months, but said we only needed to do it for one. But I don't think that's how we roll. That is not how we roll. We have honor, and that is if you pay us money, we will get you sh- there to completion. Yes, 100%. Uh, uh, we are shills for your gratification, mm-hmm. for sure. Your honor looks a lot like capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. Yep. Yeah. They, <laughs> okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. They wear the same zip up. <laughs> I don't, they say that money can't buy happiness but only fans can yeah 100 percent. that's fine. <laughs> ergo there there therefore yes it can 100 yeah. percent buy happiness it is constant versus mr strickland uh it, this is what i will say go back to the title of this show mm-hmm. best underrated supportive character of all time khan is a main character Kind of super underrated uh, by everyone who watches him. I don't think there's a lot of people that like him. I think I that think he's he, the supporting character in like a narrative sense. I, like I he think, is not part of the main cast mm-hmm. by you know class association. I hate yep. when I'm wrong. Like it always means I'm wrong. I don't like it. I, I go. I would go with Khan for this one. Yeah, to be same. honest. Yeah, probably. I was just trying to make an argument here for. I mean, it was a for mass- Buck. Yeah, it was a massacre. But I like Buck. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Have you ever been in the karaoke bar when he sings the morning after? That's true. It's a good point. It gets you right here. It does. And he still can't <sighs> get that road rooster sauce. You know what I mean? Like it's not that fucking hard, man. Right. It's right there. It's right <laughs> fucking there. In our finals, we have Lucky going up against Khan Supanusafon. I love this. These, these, both of this these. This is actually really hard. Yep. Uh, I will, I will make, I will make the argument. Okay. For you. Lucky. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm familiar with this argument. No, it, when you it's look. ringing a bell. When you look at Lucky's longevity of the show, he only comes in towards the end when they really didn't have anything to do with Luann at that point. I really feel like 
if it wasn't for the fact that Mike Judd was kind of writing himself out, Hank himself kind of phases in and out a lot towards the end of this. The show really becomes the Lucky and Luann show and they're they're getting married and having a baby and, and them starting their lives because we never aged Bobby ever throughout right. the entire show. So we never got that transition. So we we didn't get to see Bobby become an adult. We saw Luann grow up. She went from being like essentially a, a graduate, barely graduating high school, going to community college, flunking out, you know, being that character to where she's actually happy. She's established. She became she became a mother. She, be, you know, she had a successful career now because she works at the barbershop towards the or with she opens a salon with Bill. Right. That's the end how that ends for her. God, that's so perfect for them, too. Yeah, yeah I think so. because Bill gets fired from the army. Yeah, because she worked for the army for a hot minute as well. Mm -hmm. Then she gets fired from they both get fired from the army and then they just open their own salon because uh, they because Bill tries to be uh, tries to be a gay salon. A gay guy. guy yeah. yeah. Yes. It's one of my just favorite remember, things. It will grow back. <laughs> <laughs> that is just weirdly him and his element, and I absolutely love it for some reason. Yeah. Um, the times at which Bill is like a competent character are few and far between, but that just makes them precious. One hundred percent. He has a very niche set of skills that he never gets to use, but when he uses them, it is it is with lightning accuracy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Con is for is never not except for maybe towards the end is never not the bad guy in the story. He, and every, I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> I mean, like clearly what? he's, Why do you he's like a, so a devil on a shoulder, I guess. Like he's uh, somebody but, who stirs the pot, but, but like, what do, you, he, what do you mean villain? So like, and Tim, why are you letting him get away with this? I shouldn't say villain. He's the antagonist always because in the story because is, Hank is the main character. Khan is very hand wringy. You know what I mean? Right. Like he has yeah, villain elements. Um, yeah. And if Hank is supposed to be the character of the story, Khan is Khan is his nemesis. In Khan's eyes, Khan is his nemesis. In Khan's eyes, he is yes. yes. I mean, I for Hank, I maybe it's just Hank is Hank's nemesis. Uh, so it, it Hank is, has yeah. too many other fires to put out. Right. But it is very much that like to be honest, Con, I don't think of you at all. Oh, right. Like, 100%. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, that's what drives Con crazy mm -hmm. is he can't even be These stupid Hank. rednecks. Actually, this is probably not even paraphrased. Those stupid rednecks don't even know how great I am. Right. 100%. Yeah, it's a direct quote. Yeah. 100%. I think I think for the longevity of the entire show and what Hank's character is, I think Con is a more supportive character. And this is the, but is he the most underrated? That I leave for you two to decide. I, think, I like that you gave us two axes to pick apart. Yeah, I I think Khan has provided more development for other characters than Lucky has. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think Khan is also more of a main character than Lucky. Fair. Um, because Lucky started as like a one shot. He came in with Khan when Khan was in a downward spiral and he started hanging out with. I can't remember the other one's names, the the other two rednecks there. Right. Um, did but, did but he Lucky's... come in with the football guy? Was that when he came in? Lucky? Yeah. No. No. There was the, the dude with the red mustache and the trucker hat. Oh, and... yeah, yeah. OK, OK, OK. Yeah, I can't think of their names. They were going yes. mudding yes. all the time. Yeah. Um. But Lucky never stumping these verbs, man. Lucky never really provided 
too much outside of a, a plot line here or a plot line there. Khan's side stories were were actually normally very well written and were almost always um, trying to provide some lesson. Right. Lucky yeah. was there as look at the redneck that kind of things work out for. But maybe that was because sure. he was voiced by Tom Petty and I don't know. You can't let we all know how you feel about that. Right. Yeah, I I don't disagree. Like, I think that uh, in the, like the Venn diagram of possibility space, Khan takes up a larger section that is purely only possible with him. The thing is, like it, it the sitcom formula, right? You always have the new neighbor and they always have to bring something out in the main cast. Um, and Khan just does that really well, both through his personality and the voice acting thereof. The fact that you get the class commentary of being better than the local hillbillies, but still can't get into the country club for whatever reason. Like there's just a lot there that allows for plots to kind of expand outward, allows Hank's character to like need to familiarize with a neighbor that he doesn't like, but should um, and there are times that they work together, yeah. too, where they were Hank, and, like with the football player episode mm-hmm. where Hank and Khan like, all right, well, we're the only two people on this block that are aware of what's fucking going on and have our shit together. We need to work together to do this. Khan, yeah, he's like a reliable neighbor, which yeah. is something that Hank has never had before. Um, he's almost a perfect combination as far as character type and trope of Newman from Seinfeld and Wilson from Home Improvement. I was going to say Wilson. <laughs> I hate that you just referenced two shows I absolutely despise. <laughs> to Even after to uh, Tim weirdly... Allen turned into a weird conservative nutbag? Uh, specifically. No, I hated him long before that, actually. <laughs> You're not even in on the JTT uh, pedophilia fantasy? Ugh. It's like I don't know you at all. <laughs> um, so You clearly don't pay attention to my OnlyFans. I think as as far as someone that is not directly a main character. I only fuck gills. <laughs> I only um, fuck so bad. <laughs> um, as far as a character that deserves to move on from side character bracket to main character bracket, I think it's Khan. I think so, too. There you go, folks. We have it. We have our winner. They're not clapping. They don't give two shits. I, I was like, do we have an applause thing anymore? I forget. Is it this one? Yeah. Nope. Fucking Timothy with that goddamn horn. Sorry. <laughs> fucking hate I mean, that kid. I mean, I love him. He's actually a really great worker. Yeah, here. Timothy's been, you yeah. know, the the He made the bracket. Show. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, see, that's how I know you don't listen to the show, Ben. Uh, actually, a very fitting description. An enemy at the start, but sometimes incredibly reliable and came into his own later on. I'm just Timothy. glad that we had enough to talk about this episode that you guys didn't devolve it like four dreams deep into in-jokes. It, it it could have happened pretty easily. Yeah, very true. But Ben, I will say this. If you'd like to check out all the other amazing shows here at the Professional Casual Network, you can head over to ProfessionalCasual.com, hit the archives and check out all of our past episodes where Timothy was a gigantic pain in my dick yep. for a lot of times. But I've grown to love and cherish that child. You have me a pain and in it, my dick. <laughs> and <laughs> it, that's our other OnlyFans. Uh, and uh, very much. Cannot wait for him to not be an intern anymore. So we would then have to pay him so I can fire him officially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. That'll be nice. If you like the other, if you did like this show, 
please check out the other amazing shows here at the Professional Casual Network. And more importantly, check out our friend, medium-sized Ben. Ben, where can they find you on the internet? Where can they find your shows? Where can they find literally your house? Drop all of the information. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm at 132 Arlen, Texas. Uh, I, uh, no street number. Just keep on check. I, I sanded off the street number just so the aliens don't get me. That's fine. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, you can find me over at the Cartoncast at fancybat.com slash Cartoncast. It's a cartoon review podcast I do with my brother. Um, you can also find me at the Wax Nostalgic Network, where I do the Watchtower with Gary Lane. If you like the Justice League animated series, um, we do an episode by episode rundown and it's crazy fun. I will say this. This is not the compliment you're going to expect me to give. Your co-host has one of the best podcasting voices ever. Like Zane I, or Gary? Uh, uh, Gary. Zane is weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Yeah, wow. he, yeah, he knows. He knows. Zane. One of my favorite quotes ever. Zane once said to me, with absolutely no context to it, just goes, "Sometimes you got to kill a few people to make an omelet." And I have no <laughs> to this day have no idea why why any context that was for. But he was, I was just like. All right. Oh, I'll get, I'll get Dan on this show at some point if, uh, if you oh guys would be God. amenable. Wow. Yeah. When I, uh, my favorite thing ever, uh, I will say this. If if you love cartoons. If he ever needed the- to be sold to me <laughs> to have him on this show, fucking you get, sometimes you got to kill a few people to make an omelet is certainly the fucking way to do it. Yeah. Just, I'm just wondering where he got that. Cold open for no reason and then went back to reading his book. And I was like, all right, that's cool, Zane. I have no idea what you're talking about. He's, um, he's mellowed out a bit since then. No, but, I, uh, I hope he never does. You know what I mean? Like, I want that energy. I will say this. <laughs> if you if you love cartoons, definitely check out the Carton cast. If you love when if you love our show here, when neither of us give a shit about what the other thing, what the other person's really excited about. Yeah. First question. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> check out the Carton cast and check out an episode that Zane picked that Ben is pissed that he had to review because it is absolute ether sometimes that he just shits on Zane and I absolutely love everything about it. Did Zane pick Dino Fruit, Trucks? Fruit Basket yes. was one of the big ones. What uh, were you talking about? Dino Trucks? Dino Trucks. <laughs> yeah, that really that rose was, my gorge. That was the that was the episode that I told Tim to go listen to. And I was like, yo, check out this episode of, of the Cartana cast. And Tim just texted me back, I like their style. <laughs> because he tries so hard like zane tries so hard to justify it you're just like no you're fucking stupid this is a dumb kid show the brotherly bond really lends itself toward podcasting like vitriolic podcasting pretty well it's all well-worn territory uh 100 uh tim Mm -hmm. what else do we have going on this week uh, so we got a lot going on. So if you missed it, uh, Sundays is a grim stream of perilous lore where Dan Cole talks about uh, pretty much all the lore of the old world from Warhammer Fantasy. Mm-hmm. That's every Sunday at 1 p.m. at twitch.tv slash professional casual network. On Mondays, you can find the Lost Omens podcast, uh, which is a Pathfinder second edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast hosted and DM'd by our own Danielle Cole. Mm. Uh, you can find me there. You Dan- can even find Ben there. Ben, the the, the stand, the breakout character. The, absolutely. There oh, is, stop. I, I say at work now when I close at night, uh, literally, I say to numerous people, do you know how to get demon blood out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You'd think so. Uh, You'd be wrong. <laughs> like, and everybody's just like, what are you talking about? And I'm just like, don't worry about it. <laughs> 
I've oh. listened to the clip about nerds rope so many times, guys. Oh, oh, oh. fuck! I ate a nerds rope. <laughs> oh, if you want to find out what we're talking about, check out our TikTok, uh, Professional Casual. It's up yeah. there. It's one of my favorite clips of all time. Uh, but that's on Mondays. Uh, Danny hosts that. That has Dan, myself, uh, Ben, Throwlash Gaming, and JB, J Bizzles. Um, also Monday night. You can watch the crisis fights. Oh yeah, it's hella tight. You didn't. That's right. It's oh yeah, the power phase. God damn it. On twitch.tv slash professional casual network where we play some Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yeah. Uh we've been having a shit ton of guests over there. Yeah. Fucking Danny two times been there. Mm -hmm. Dan shows up to get his ass beat normally. Yeah. Um, except that one time he beat me. Uh, You know what I really like about the when Dan shows up? It turns into a game of uh, of uh, how fast can you beat him? Like you do your own, uh, like you know how people try to beat a beat a stage as fast as they speed can. Running, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your speed running of Goldeneye on Dan's ass, and I really appreciate that <laughs> like a lot. Um, but Throwlash uh, Taylor has been there as well. Yep, uh, who we, destroys you, spanks you? Oh yeah, every just time. absolutely bends me over. Yep. Um, but listen, it's why people sub. You know. Yeah. So literally, uh, that and we give out free subs. Yes. Yes. Uh, Tuesdays. Wednesdays is when we drop all the Patreon stuff, any additional vlogs, bonus episodes, bonus series, bonus shows. That's where Dan Southland's campaign will drop is on Wednesdays. Thursdays is a grim podcast of Perilous Adventure, mm-hmm. our Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition actual play podcast. Mm-hmm. Dan is the GM of that. Uh, things have really taken off there. Um, Cubicle 7 is super nice to us. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor yet. Not a sponsor uh but gave us a foundry virtual tabletop so we've been able to add that to the video as well which is super cool yeah um make sure to check that out we're on book two of the enemy within campaign uh book two is called death on the reich Mm. shit's getting super fucking real yeah uh there's a lucky on that show too there there is i there's a part of me that really wonders if you based him off that if you've checked out the patreon yeah um, the character Lucky on King of the Hill is based off of Tom Petty. Yeah. Um, I gave Lindsay a yeah. picture of Lucky from King of the Hill uh-huh. and Tom Petty and said, mix these two. That's my character for Dan's game. Can you spot the difference? Um, so it's <laughs> just, by that. yeah, it's just Lucky from King of the Hill with a slightly, uh, bigger face. <laughs> just not as thin. <laughs> that totally makes sense. Yep. And then, uh, Fridays, you're listening to it. Lead a showdown, baby. Flagship show. Mm-hmm. The the outcast. The most socially progressive show. Unfortunately, yes. On any podcast network. Where we promote sex positivity, but do not believe that men's health exists. No, men's mental health. Our physical health very much yes. real, and we are very poorly taking We're care of We're just brain people. puppets. I count those as the same thing. Actually, very, very real. It's only specifically mental health. Yep. Physical health. Uh, and emotional health doesn't. We don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the mo- mental health, emotional health. Are very so you guys way. have talked about the piss shivers. Oh yeah. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. get them regularly. Physical health. We are the specimens of what not to do. Mm-hmm. And then uh, sexual health. Obviously, we promote it uh, very, very positively here. One hundred percent. Anything that moves. Yeah. Very much. That's my my rule. If it moves, I will fuck it, and poorly as long with as my it's health. consenting. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, always consenting. And has the ability to consent. So, you know, the the new Rule 34 character from Star Wars, uh, Geode. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the stuff this week on that. No. They've been revealing. It's pronounced Geodude, and it's from Pokemon. Oh, gotcha. 
they uh, have been introducing new characters for the High Republic stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, there's one called Geode, which is just a big fucking rock. They just had this whole big fucking thing about this rock, and people are real mad about it. Oh, that's cute. So, obviously, you need to make porn out of it. Yeah, 100%. The cleavage on that. Someone had to do it. Yeah, I could under I could see a situation where uh, I would probably bang a rock. Mm-hmm. Well, there's well, an Ogloff comic specifically about that. I believe that. God, I, I haven't read Ogloff in a long time. I uh, very. All right. Much. Well, my the rest of my night is booked. I'll see you guys <laughs> around. Uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, I have been Big Chuck for medium sized Ben and Tim. Dang all the Megalomart, and then they it go boom. France, we say goodnight. Stay safe and remember to leave the blood on the bracket. This has been Elite Eight Showdown. Mm, that's some money from that OnlyFans. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, it's your boy and host of Elite Eight Showdown, Big Chuck. Do you have a business? online store, Facebook, Instagram, OnlyFans, or anything else that you would want to advertise on Elite 8 Showdown? Well, we want you to sponsor the brackets. Right now, we are offering you the opportunity to advertise your business, product, or anything else. Maybe you're a cosplayer, performer, artist, musician looking to reach new fans. Maybe you're a gamer or content creator who wants to get their Twitch, Facebook gaming, YouTube, or podcast advertised. Right now in this introductory offer, you can sponsor one bracket over four shows for just $10. That's right, just $10 and you'll get a month worth of advertising. Nobody is offering a deal like this. Email us for review and approval at theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com in the subject line. Put Elite 8 Showdown Bracket Application. Give us just a brief description of what you'd like to advertise, as well as any links for approval. All applications will be considered and reviewed before approval. Elite 8 Showdown has hundreds of downloads every show all over the world, and we are growing and gaining more every week. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. Subject line, Elite 8 Showdown, bracket ad application.